Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Friday, July 9th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $32,984, down 1.31%. Ethereum at number two, $2,132, down 4.73%. Tether at number three, $1. Finance coin at number four, $310.80, down 3.32%. Cardano at number five, $1.33, down 3.81%. XRP at number six, 62 cents, down 2.77%. Dogecoin at number seven, 20 cents, down 6.05%. USD coin at number eight, 99 cents. Polkadot at number nine, $15.34, down 4.18%. And number 10, Uniswap. $20.79, down 1.61%. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. When investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. And today we got is extreme fear at 20. Yesterday was extreme fear at 20. Last week was extreme fear at 21. And last month was extreme fear at 14. So extreme fear all across the board. Uh, before we take a look at the articles, I just want to say thank you and welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Um, I want to say thank you and I appreciate all the support from everyone that's been listening to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as watching the videos on YouTube. It helps me a lot and it motivates me to keep on giving you the news and updates in an unbiased way. So yes, please do what you can, comment down below to help the algorithm, or if you can review and give some feedback on the podcast as well. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, the table of contents are six topics. Topic number one is be very careful when you're looking at Bitcoin using this metric. Article two, Ethereum, Dogecoin, bleed out in Bitcoin-led crypto crash, but these altcoins remain in green. Article three, Kathy Wood's ARK Invest buys for seven to eight or July 8th. We'll see. Um Currency and control, why China wants to undermine Bitcoin. Article 5, here's what Ethereum's price will look like after the merge. And today's main topic is Visa is partnering with 50 leading crypto companies to let users spend digital assets at merchants worldwide. All right, let's keep on going and let's look at Article 1. Be very careful when you're looking at Bitcoin using this metric. If not now, when? So Bitcoin sideways movement seemed to be pushing the assets price in a bearish direction once again. After closing the past week above $34,750, BTC's press time price structure was again under severe risk of getting mauled by the bears. The asset was unable to hold a position above $34,000, and in fact, over the past few hours, the price had dropped down to $32,500, i.e. minus 4% drop. While such a price action continues to hurt the crypto's potential recovery in the short term, there is another key indicator that may allow traders to understand sentiment from an investment point of view. Bitcoin HODL waves, market maturity and missed uh, selling pressure. While the price is struggling to hold a higher position on the charts, data from Glassnode seem to suggest that the distribution during this bull market has been much more mature than the one seen back in 2017. 
Uh, analyzing both the distribution cycle from 2017 and 2021, the coins held between one year to seven years had 4.9 times larger realized cap, i.e. 11.3% in comparison to 2.2% in 2017. This indicated that the strength of long-term hodlers was more, much more defined than scarce. When middle-aged coins were analyzed, aged between 3 months to 12 months, these currently hold the largest volumes and, according to data, are possibly more inclined to become sell-side pressure. Finally, coins aged less than 3 months are basically distributed and change hands constantly with new buyers. Their distribution inclines when uh, long-term accumulation comes into play. Now these hodl waves are extremely important to understand the market sentiment but the metric amounts to delayed functionality. And by the time there is an actual switching in holding, the price has already dropped on risen on the charts. So why does it happen? Well, Bitcoin realized cap hodl waves is here. Simply put, it is a time intensive indicator. Hodl waves importance remains key from a long-term perspective, but is not useful to understand short-term bullish or bearish pressure. For example, when the price dipped on 19 May, there wasn't a clear idea about how medium-aged coins are reacting since their time period was still unclear. Over the past few weeks, the price has stabilized at a low valuation, and according to the attached chart, medium hodlers are still bullish. What that means is that panic sellers could have avoided selling at a possible loss when the price depreciated in the market. However, the signal wasn't clear then. It is now. Following price action based on supply and demand remains more crucial over the short term, and the placement of liquidity pools can be underlined to define a range. When it comes to hodl sentiment, it will only keep you bullish when you look at it with a long-term investment position in mind. So what do you think about this? Be very careful when you're looking at Bitcoin using this metric. So if you have an idea about hodl waves, please comment down below. And if you don't know how to do tech analysis, or trend analysis, let me know. Okay, article number two. Ethereum, Dogecoin, bleed out in Bitcoin-led crypto crash, but these altcoins remain in green. So global currency and cryptocurrency market capitalization fell 4.74% to $1.36 trillion amid a bloodbath that enveloped all major coins on Thursday night. What happened? The apex cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, traded 2.51% lower at $32,455.18 over 24 hours at press time. For the week, BTC declined 3.74%. Ethereum plunged 9.15%, barely clinging to the 2000 levels at $2,075.52. The cryptocurrency traded 2.47% lower for the week. So on July 24, Benziga is hosting a free one-day masterclass to teach you how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket, featuring live interact lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. The meme universe was not spared with Dogecoin, trading 8.71% lower at 19 cents. The Shiba Inu-themed cryptocurrency has nosedived 18.77% in a seven-day trailing period. Doge traded 5.08% lower against BTC, but managed 1.47% gains against ETH. On Thursday night, the coins that traded in the green included KuCoin token, Data Fuel, and Stacks. KCS was the top gainer in the list put together by CoinMarketCap, 
the profit sharing token associated with the eponymous cryptocurrency exchange traded 5.94% higher at $12.42 over 24 hours. KCS has shot up 74.19% for the week. The coin was up 7.56% and 14.98% against BTC and ETH respectively. Over 24 hours, T-Fuel traded 4.14% higher at $0.36, while STX was up 1.5% at $1.12 in the same period. So why it matters? Bitcoin continues to face regulatory pressures. On Thursday, Fan Yifi, the deputy governor of the People's Bank of China, said global stablecoins may bring risks and challenges to the international monetary system, reported Coindesk. Yifi reportedly said that the Chinese central bank was already taking measures against cryptocurrency. Europe and West African countries are also putting cryptocurrencies under the scanner. As per Coindesk, several European countries are proposing an agency that could crack down on cryptocurrencies that have the potential to be used for money laundering and terrorist financing. Last month, Senator Elizabeth Warren asked Congress to take a more direct approach in handling cryptocurrencies risks. Regulators can't continue to hide out hoping that crypto will go away. It won't. It's time to confront these issues head on, said Warren. So here, why don't we look at all of these option trades and why don't we see where could you invest $1,000 right now? Well, if you think about it, why don't you look at Ethereum, Dogecoin, bleed out in Bitcoin led crypto crash, but these altcoins remain in green. Comment down below which altcoins do you think is still going to be superior and which ones are going to survive the bloodbath. Let's take a look at Article 3. Kathy Wood's ARK Invest buys for 7 8th or July 8th. Let's take a look. The major averages saw a sizable drop on Thursday with the S&P 500 leading the charge down about 0.9%. The family of ARK funds followed the markets lower yet again. ARK-G performed the best out of the group relatively flat on the day, while ARK-K lagged the rest of the group, down about 1.9%. The gains from last year are slowly sliding away, but Kathy Wood may have something up her sleeve as she is constantly reshuffling her ETFs to stand up to the market headwinds. ARK Invest has been the talk of the Wall Street over the past couple of years, outperforming the market and solidifying its place among the big players in the investments world. Wood is the founder and head of this investment house, and many have compared her rising star to the likes of Warren Buffett. Many traders are looking to mirror the plays of famous investors and huge brokerage firms to capitalize on the gains that the big dogs are making. Lucky for us, ARK Invest releases a list of its trades at the end of each trading day. While some companies would require a subscription service or monetary fee to see what Mark makes ARK invest tick here at 24-7 Wall Street, we would rather give you the data for free. Here is a look at some of the major buys that ARK Invest executed on July 7, 2021. The ARK Fintech Innovation ETF deals mainly with the up-and-coming fintech stocks. As the name suggests, some of its biggest holdings include Square, Zillow, Pinterest, PayPal, and Alibaba. Net assets for the fund are currently $4.2 billion. Here are some trades we would highlight in this fund. ARK Genomic uh, Revolution ETF, ARK-G, looks at companies across multiple industries, but the general focus is on the healthcare and companies that are changing the game technologically in this field.
Some of the biggest holdings include the likes of Pacific Biosciences, Teladoc Health, CRISPR, and Fate Therapeutics. Net assets for the fund are currently $9.6 billion. Here are some notable trades in this fund. ARC Innovation, ARC-K, has a particular focus on disruptive innovation across multiple industries, but the focus is primarily tech. Some of the biggest names are in this fund include Tesla, Roku, Square, Zillow, and Spotify. Net assets for this fund are currently $23.1 billion. Here are some notable trades in this fund. ARC Autonomous Technology and Robotics, ARC-Q, is focused on companies that are in the field of autonomous technology and robotics, specifically ones that are disruptively innovating. More big names in this fund include Tesla, Alphabet, JD.com, Baidu, and Iridium. Net assets for this fund are currently $3.3 billion. Here are a few trades of the note in this fund. ARC Next Generation Internet ETF. ARC-W is focused on companies that are disruptively innovating within the theme of the next generation of the internet. There are some similar names in this fund as the others, including Tesla, Square, Grayscale, Bitcoin Trust, Facebook, and Snap. Net assets for this fund are currently $6.6 billion. Here are a couple of notable trades in this fund. ARC Exploration and Innovation ETF, ARC-X. It's primarily focused on companies developing technology around spaceflight. Big names in this fund include Trimble, Kratos, NVIDIA, Amazon, and Iridium. Net assets for this fund are currently $63.3 million. Trades worth noting in this fund, no buys. So if you take a look at the chart, you can see all of the different buys, the direction, ticker, and company, and how many shares there are in each. Catherine Wood, the CEO and CIO of ARC Investment Management LLC, is a minority and non-voting shareholder of 24-7 Wall Street, owner of 247wallstreet.com. So what do you guys think about Kathy Wood's ARC Invest buys? Comment down below if you think those are good buys for the ETFs or not. All right. Uh, I'd like to take the time just to say again, thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Um, I just want to give a shout out to all of the Americans that have been listening to the podcast, especially on the West Coast and East Coast. I see you guys in California, in Seattle, same in the East Coast with New York, Florida, and also New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Thank you so much. And I can't forget the Texans as well. So again, please share it with your friends and family members who are interested in cryptocurrency or want to get to know more about it. So please comment down below and help me by sharing the videos and also podcast. So thank you so much. Let's keep on going. Article number four, currency and control, why China wants to undermine Bitcoin. So Beijing's crackdown on cryptocurrency has captured headlines while behind the scenes its reserve bank set up its own digital currency. Few would dispute that China's recent crackdown on cryptocurrency trading and mining has contributed to the recent plunge in the value of Bitcoin and other cryptos. But while the argument rages about whether the volatility of cryptos is a sign of fundamental weakness or merely a bump along the road, the initiatives coming out of Beijing are being seen by experts as a sign of China's attempts to incubate its own fledging e-currency and reboot the international financial system. The People's Bank of China aims to become the first major central bank to issue a central bank digital currency, while the PBOC's counterparts in the West have taken a more cautious approach.
It has held trials in several major cities, including Shenzhen, Chengdu, Shanghai, and Hangzhou. The benefits of an e-currency are immense. As more and more transactions are made using a digital currency controlled centrally, the government gains more and more ability to monitor the economy and its people. The rollout is also seen as part of Beijing's push to weaken the power of the U.S. dollar, and in turn that of the government in Washington. China believes that by internalizing the yuan, it can reduce its dependence on dollar-dominated global banking system, just as its Belt and the Road initiative is building an alternative network of international trade. Alarm in Western governments is such that the threat posed by the digital yuan, which could put China out of reach from international financial sanctions, for example, was discussed at last month's G7 meeting. But an annual, another crucial motivation is the increasing alarm in Beijing at the size of the crypto industry in China, where a huge amount of cryptocurrency was being mined until the recent crackdown. The threat of an unregulated alternative monetary system emerging from blockchain technology is a clear and present danger to the Communist Party, according to observers. Jim Cramer, a former hedge fund manager and CNN business expert, said the government in Beijing believe it's a direct threat to the regime because it is outside their control. Seen from the perspective of central banks, cryptocurrencies are a threat to financial stability, argues Karsten Moroweski professor of finance at the University of Melbourne in Australia. And if digital currencies are to be developed, then authorities want control. All central banks want to control them. The PBOC, the U.S. Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, he says. They have no interest in parallel currencies floating around. Some countries may not be too worried, but in China, it could be more of a concern. On Thursday, Fan Yifi, a deputy governor of the PBOC, said China was concerned about the threat posed by these digital currencies developed outside the regulated financial system. We are still quite worried about this issue, so we have taken some measures, Fan said. The value of Bitcoin shot up to a record high earlier this year of almost $65,000, having been worth less than $10,000 in the middle of last year sparking a frenzy of interest in the cryptos as an investment to hedge against more traditional assets such as stocks and bonds. Comments by Elon Musk, the boss of Tesla, that he would not allow Bitcoin to be used to buy his cars added to the volatility and is now trading in the low 30,000s. But that has also attracted the attention of authorities such as those in China concerned about the largely unregulated market. In many countries, if it is completely unregulated, it is the absolute wild west, says Professor Morawski, who also pointed out that there might be not be the usual legal avenues to pursue if people thought they had been defrauded. So there is another reason to control cryptos, to protect the consumer. Uninformed investors could lose a huge amount of money. In China, the rollout of digital yuan has speeded up this year in tandem with the outlawing of crypto trading. In May, the PBOC banned banks from doing business or providing accounts for anyone trading in cryptocurrencies. It was followed by the outlawing of Bitcoin mining in several provinces, including Sichuan. On Tuesday, China's central bank warned companies against assisting cryptocurrency-related businesses as it shut down a software firm over suspected involvement in digital currency transactions. Fan said on Thursday that cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin had become tools for speculation and were bringing potential risks to financial security and social stability. Online businesses have been allowed to prosper in China, 
but the government in Beijing has been ruthless in cutting them down to size if they appear to be getting too big to control. Jack Ma, the high-profile billionaire founder of the Alibaba empire, disappeared abruptly from public view for months last year, and his company was fined in order to downsize. Regulators have also targeted tech giants Tencent and ByteDance, the respective parents' companies of WeChat and TikTok, and this week ordered ride-sharing app Didi be pulled from app stores and launched an inquiry. Dong Xiaoping, a senior research fellow at Renmin University of China in Beijing, said some online industries such as cryptocurrencies had reached an alarming size. It's time for the government to block such transactions from capital sources so that money will stop flowing from real industries to those transactions, Dong told the Global Times. Professor Morawski says yet another reason why China wants to clean up the cryptocurrency business on its own patch is the possible threat to the electricity system. The process uses a huge amount of electricity and has tended to be set up in areas where cheap power is available. In China, that has included Sichuan, which benefits from abundant and cheap hydroelectric power. But as profits rise thanks to the popularity of cryptos, governments may become less willing to allow miners to accrue huge benefits from a system that uses so much electricity it can threaten the stability of power grid. The crackdown on cryptos is not limited to China. Britain's uh, financial regulator said last month that Binance, one of the largest world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, cannot conduct any regulated activity and issued a warning to consumers about the platform. But cryptos remain an extremely attractive asset for many investors who see nothing to fear from China's crackdown, and that mining will simply mitigate and migrate to other more accommodating jurisdictions with little impact on the market. Michael Saylor, co-founder of the business intelligence company MicroStrategy and one of the crypto's biggest cheerleaders, recently bought an additional 13,005 bitcoins for roughly $489 million at an average price of $37,617 per coin. And the Silicon Valley venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz just launched a $2 billion crypto fund and announced it was radically optimistic about crypto's potential to restore trust and enable new kinds of governance. So what do you guys think about currency and control? Why China wants to undermine Bitcoin? Do you believe there's going to be a digital yuan from China? Comment down below and think which one's going to go first, China or the US. Let's take a look at Article 5. Here's what Ethereum's price will look like after the merge. So what's next? A major Ethereum upgrade doesn't seem important enough unless it has been met with a delay. Keeping up with tradition, ETH's London hard fork is now expected to launch on 4 August. The fork is expected to take a place at block 12,965,000, and there has been a mixed bag of responses from Ether enthusiasts. While some are excited about an official release date, others are a little bit more skeptical and cautious. Now there has been successful activations on the Rospin, Gorelli, and Rinkeby testnets, with most of the hype still around EIP-1559. However, there are a few other EIPs that are crucial as well, right before the merge. EIPs are also the part of London, but more on that later in the article. So let's take a look. Ethereum, meet the EIPs. The London hard fork will include four other Ethereum improvement proposals other than the EIP-1559, namely EIP-3554, EIP-3198, EIP-3529, 
EIP 3541. Without getting into the nitty-gritty technicals, each EIP constitutes an important part of Ethereum's eventual shift to the proof-of-stake network. EIP 3554 is responsible for a difficult bomb delay until 1 December. This update has been included keeping the miners in mind as it would increase the difficulty of mining on the Ethereum network until the network can prepare itself for the merge. EIP 3198 would give EVM access to the block space fee on the new POS system and EIP 3529 removes and reduces gas fee refunds. Finally, EIP 3541 would be rejecting smart contracts based on the old 0xEF byte, and that code will no longer be deployable on the POS blockchain. EIP 1559 obviously remains the most important upgrade as it would introduce a base fee and fee-burning mechanisms, which would eventually make Ethereum's a deflationary asset. Now, these EIPs come into complete picture when we include the plot of the merge. So what is the merge? Now, the merge is one of the main core upgrades that is expected to evolve and change. ETH's network and monetary policy. The merge is basically the current Ethereum mainnet merging with the current beacon chain proof of stake system. The merge will commence the transition to POS when miners will not have anything to mine in the space. With the completion of the merge, Ethereum's price action may undergo a severe change from a demand perspective. Now, miners will be out of business, so they will be possibly make a switch from mining to validating post-merge. For validator node operators actively running software on ETH 2.0 today, their estimated annual percentage return APR for a single 32 ETH deposit is between 6 and 7%. That might not be lucrative enough for some miners. So for the price, there are a couple of scenarios. Ethereum will strongly undergo network discovery. A transition is likely to be silky smooth, and during that time, the price will be more volatile than ever. Considering the burning mechanism takes in the speculative effect, ETH's price will rise strongly during the initial days of the network shift, and the supply will reduce consistently. On the flip side, if there are problems with the staking model and validators start exiting the network after their holdup period is over, the price will negatively decline and possibly undergo stagnancy. Ethereum's frequent change of roadmaps does raise the question of whether it can ever match Bitcoin's rigidity and store of value credentials. While the London hard fork, we are entering a massive development phase for Ether, one which will be defined by excitement and massive uncertainty. So there you guys have it. Here's what Ethereum's price will look like after the merge. Comment down below which... Uh, EIP protocol you think is the most important and which do you think Ethereum will go up or down when the merge happens? Okay, let's move on to our main topic today. It is Visa is partnering with 50 leading crypto companies to let users spend digital assets at merchants worldwide. So <clears throat> connecting digital currency to Visa's worldwide network. Let's take a look. The big picture. The beauty of what Visa is offering with its card program is the fact that everyday merchants like grocery stores and coffee shops don't have to directly accept cryptocurrencies to do business with those holding digital currency. So long as they accept Visa cards, which some 70 million merchants worldwide now do, they're good to go. Visa has announced a partnership with 50 or the top crypto platforms, including Coinbase, FTX, and CoinZoom, 
that will make it easier for users to convert and spend their digital currency at millions of merchants around the globe. It will be the same as any other Visa transaction to them, Visa crypto boss Corey Sheffield told Business Insider. But on the back end, the crypto assets are instantly converted into fiat. Crypto is increasingly being used not only as a store of value, but as tradable currency. In the first half of 2021 alone, Visa said more than $1 billion was spent on crypto-linked Visa cards. Furthermore, a quarter of the companies participating in Visa's fintech fast-track program are working to issue Visa Plastic linked to a crypto platform. Quote, you have this growing number of consumers with assets on crypto platforms, trading crypto, holding crypto, and then millions of merchants who don't really understand crypto. They don't want to have to update their point of sales and terminals and figure out what a blockchain is, Koi Sheffield, Visa's head of crypto. One of the perks that Visa highlighted is a rewards program that allows consumers to spend fiat and earn crypto rewards. Similar to how traditional rewards programs issue airline miles or hotel points for spending money. Visa believes such a program could help it win long-term customer loyalty among both new and seasoned crypto enthusiasts. So what do you guys think about Visa partnering with 50 leading crypto companies to let users spend digital assets at merchants worldwide? We know that Coinbase has a Visa card. We also know BlockFi has a Visa card. Which other exchange do you think is going to open up their Visa card? Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's finish this up with the cryptocurrency prices one more time. We got number one, BTC at $32,983. Ethereum at number two, $2,128. Tether, $1. Binance Coin, number four, $310.61. Cardano, $1.33. XRP, $0.62. Dogecoin, $0.20. USD coin, $1. Polkadot, $15.37. And last but not least, Uniswap, $20.72. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. This is, again, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Please do what you can by liking, sharing, subscribing, and please let your friends and family know about this channel if they want to get unbiased news and updates around the cryptocurrency realm. There you guys have it. Please have a good day. And this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Have a good one and see you in the next. Peace.